So take you back to one of our main stories, uh, Sudan, and both sides of the conflict in the country have now agreed to extend a fragile ceasefire for another three days. The truce has only been partly effective though, with heavy fighting taking place in parts of the capital Khartoum. Nearly two weeks of clashes between the two factions, the Sudanese army and its rival, the Rapid Support Forces, have left hundreds of people dead and ten, uh, forced tens of thousands from their homes. While diplomatic efforts to persuade the two rival generals to stop the fighting have been continuing, with the UN, the US and African countries all involved. Well, the World Health Organization says it expects that there will be many more deaths due to the outbreaks of disease and a lack of services. Health officials say most hospitals in conflict areas are not functioning and more than 60% of health facilities in Khartoum are now inactive. Uh, live now to Nairobi, we can speak to our diplomatic correspondent who is there, Paul Adams. Paul, it's good to see you. Uh, so an extension there of a further three days, but as we've touched on, uh, there are big questions about whether that will actually be effective given what we've seen so far with the existing ceasefire. Yeah, the existing ceasefire was extremely patchy and there's no reason to believe this one won't be too. I mean, as far as the international community is concerned, those countries like Britain and the United States who are urging their civilians, their citizens to leave, uh, it, it does present uh, an extension of that window of opportunity uh, for those evacuations to continue from the airstrip north of Khartoum uh, and also from uh, the, uh, the port, of Sudan, uh, port Sudan on the Red Sea coast. So uh, there are, clearly there's a hope that this will be, uh, uh, facilitate those continued evacuations. Both the United States and Britain have urged their civilians, uh, their citizens to, to, to leave as quickly as possible to use this opportunity. But even that is a, is, is a precarious affair. There was a report just this morning of a Turkish C-130 transport plane that was shot at uh, and, and suffered some damage uh, as it was uh, taking off from that Wadi Seydna uh, base north of Khartoum. So just an indication that uh, despite the relative security surrounding that base, uh, this is not a risk-free operation either. But for the people of Sudan, uh, who are mostly trapped by this recent cycle of violence, uh, that this is a kind of uh, a moment to, to wait and hope that the last ceasefire, uh, that, that this will be an improvement on the last ceasefire, because frankly there were days in the last a uh, few days when it didn't seem like there was much of a ceasefire at all and an awful lot of Sudanese citizens are also trying to leave the country by any means they can. And Paul, what is often the case in these sorts of scenarios is that even those who are safe from the fighting feel the effects of the worsening humanitarian situation. Um, what do we know about what services are functioning and what help people are able to get, if any? I think with every day that passes, uh, the people, people's ability to get help, to get basic services, to get food, to get water, electricity, all of these things have broken down. Obviously, if there is relative calm in certain parts uh, of the capital, it may be that certain services can, can be restored. But it is the case that uh, everything is getting harder. It's harder for people to move around. There's a shortage of fuel and transport. Uh, and, and certainly people, a lot of people are stuck in their homes without running water, uh, in some cases with long uh, power cuts. So as far as the international community is concerned, there is a real need to try and translate this patchy ceasefire into something a bit more widespread, a bit more permanent, uh, to allow 
uh, the humanitarian uh, situation to be addressed properly and perhaps beyond that to open some avenues for a political dialogue though I have to say at the moment that seems like a rather remote prospect uh, Paul for now thank you uh, Paul Adams there live in Nairobi for us um, 